أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على صلاة صلاه حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله اكبر Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah <coughs> Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu Wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina Wa min sayyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقل رب زدني علما صدق الله العظيم Beloved brothers, respected elders it was the second year after Hijrah. Medina Munawara was full of activity. Sahaba radiallahu anhum were preparing for the Battle of Badr. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was glancing at the army, the first army that would fight under his leadership in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in the safs, in the rows, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam noticed a young boy around 12 years old, not yet 13, and he was with a lot of enthusiasm standing up with his sword in his hand, and the sword was even higher than him, even taller, bigger than him, and he came closer to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he said, Ju'il tu fidaka ya Rasulullah, may I be sacrificed for you, O Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Permit me also to wage jihad in the path of Allah against the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looked at him with happiness and but Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then pull, uh, he gently tapped him on his shoulder with kindness and he consoled him 
and he turned him away because of his young age. He was too young at that stage. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had to turn him away. So this youngster with a lot of sadness in his heart, he began dragging his sword and moving away. And his mother was equally sad. Her name was Nawar bint Malik radiallahu anha. And she was also hoping to see her son also fighting in jihad in the path of Allah together with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But both were quite sad and they were moving away. So this youngster whose name was Zaid ibn Thabit al-Ansari radiallahu anhu, he said to his mother and he expressed his thought to his mother that perhaps at the moment because of my young age, I may not be permitted now to participate in the jihad with Rasulullah sallallahu But I can still achieve the same objective. The objective is to gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to gain the closeness of Rasulullah sallallahu But I will apply myself in another field, in the field of knowledge, hifz and memorization. And this was something Allah ta'ala had blessed him with. So Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu began exerting himself in acquiring knowledge of the, of the, of, of the Quran in Majid. And once his family members also, they were quite excited and proud about his achievements. So they presented him to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And they said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam on occasion that he has now learned 17 surahs of the Quran in Majid. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked young Zayd bin Thabit to recite some of the Quran Sharif to him. Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu began reciting from Surah Qaf. He recited Surah Qaf, not Surah Al-Kahf, but Surah Qaf, which is in the 26th, 26th Jews, 26th part of the Quran. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very happy at his beautiful recitation and he read with such understanding and such depth. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was extremely pleased with that. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was even more happy, he was also happy to learn that Zayd ibn Thabit had the ability to, to read and to write. He had learned the art, which was, uh, which was not something common at that time in that era, but he was able to read, he was able to write. So on one occasion, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Zayd ibn Thabit that, Oh Zayd, I want you to learn the Hebrew language because Whenever I need to correspond with some of the Jews outside Medina Munawwara, then I don't have complete confidence amongst in those Jews who are translating for me. They may miswrite or may mistranslate something. I want you to learn this language so that you can help me with my correspondence. So Alhamdulillah, Zayd ibn Thabit says that in 15 days he learned the Hebrew language. And he became the translator for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Similarly, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi once advised Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu asked him to learn the Suryani language or Syriac language, another language that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi required for correspondence. And he says, Alhamdulillah, within 17 days, he learned this language so that he can use this expertise, this skill for the service of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu increased in his knowledge, and understanding of deen, then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam appointed him as katibul wahi, one of the scribes of the revelation. 
And whenever ayats of the Qur'an is to be revealed upon Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would call for these scribes. Amongst them was Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu. He would call for him, to Zayd ibn Thabit. Zayd ibn Thabit and, among, and the other kuttab or the other writers, scribes, they would write down these ayat of the Qur'an. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would ask them to rehearse, recite those ayat to him. So they were receiving Qur'an fresh from the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu from the tongue of Nabi sallallahu This is how, this is the type of Qur'an that was, re- that, uh, was received by Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu. Alhamdulillah, he progressed so much in his ilm and knowledge that after the time of Rasulullah sallallahu during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, when there was a need for the Qur'an to be compiled in one book form, in one mushaf, in one book form. So, Abu Bakr radiallahu upon the mashwara and the suggestion of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu, Abu Bakr radiallahu finally agreed that they were going to now compile the Qur'an Sharif in one book form. Who did they appoint as the head of the committee of those Sahaba who will be compiling the Qur'an Sharif. None other than Zayd ibn Thabit. Now imagine when he was in the Badr, he must have been around 12 years old. At the time of Rasulullah sallallahu left this world, he may have been about 20, 21, early 20s. He was in his early 20s. And he is appointed as the head of the committee of those Sahaba who are given the responsibility of compiling the Qur'an Sharif. This was the effort that he had made and this was the enthusiasm that he had and during the time of Uthman again there was another committee formed once again to standardize the various copies of the Quran according to a particular uh, 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 scripture a, a particular uh, rasam or uh, writing so again Zayd ibn Thabit was appointed as the head of that committee so today when we are benefiting from the Quran in Majid we have the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with us Whichever mu'min, whichever believer, from the time of after the Sahaba radiallahu anhu are reciting the Qur'an, all that benefit, all that reward is going into the book of deeds of Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu inshallah. That enthusiasm that his mother had showed, that this child of mine must serve the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, must be used as a mujahid in the path of Allah. Later on he did take part in jihad, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, on one occasion, during the time of Tabuk, now he was a young, strong man. So, there was a group, there was a tribe called the Banu Malik tribe. And their flag was being carried by the Sahabi by the name of Ammara, radiallahu anhu. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sent a message to them, that the flag should hand, be handed over to Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu So that Sahabi radiallahu he felt perhaps someone complained about him or for some reason, Nabi sallallahu So he wanted to know the, the, the reason why perhaps there was some, something that he had done wrong. That is why Nabi sallallahu asked the, the uh, flag to be handed over to Zayd ibn Thabit. So when Nabi sallallahu learned about it, Nabi sallallahu said, no, give him the flag, give him preference because of his knowledge of Qur'an. Because of his knowledge of Qur'an, he should be given preference, he should be the flag bearer of your particular tribe in this expedition. 
So this was the state of, status of Zayd ibn Thabit This was the investment that his mother or his, his, his father passed away at the age of six, when he was six years old. This was the investment that his mother had made in Zayd ibn Thabit And these rewards that we are talking about obviously will also go into the account of Nawar ibn bint Malik the mother of Zayd ibn Thabit as well. So the question to ask ourselves is that what investment are we making with regards to ourselves also and with regards to our children? Our children are a great asset for us. If, inshallah, if we, uh, if we invest properly, if we give them, you give them proper dini education, we uh, uh, you know, link them with the knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, facilitate for them, find a good madrasa, a good teacher for them, and make the home environment an environment of learning as well. Make the home environment an environment, uh, make the home also a madrasa. But find a good maktab, a good, give them good solid foundation, good education, and invest in these children. And there as Zayd ibn Thabit and his mother continuously, perpetually will be receiving that kind of reward, inshallah we will also be able to achieve this kind of profits. Sayyidina Usman ibn Affan says, if you want to trade with anyone, trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will never run at a loss. There is no loss when you trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith of Sahih Muslim, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا مَاتَ insan." When a person passes away, then all his actions cut off, except from three things. Except from sadaqah, which is continuous. Continuous sadaqah, some masjid that the person had built, for example, or a well that he had built, or some hospital that he had donated. So sadaqah, jariyah, it continues even after he passes away. The books of deeds now are closed, but he continues getting the thawab, continues getting the reward. So, sadaqah jariya. Or ilmin yuntafa'u bihi. Or knowledge from which benefit is derived. Some beneficial knowledge. Knowledge of the Quran. Knowledge of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Or any other type of beneficial knowledge a person taught, taught with a good niyat that mankind must benefit through that. And people then benefit from that. The person continuously Gains the thawab and the reward of that. And the third one is, Oh, or a pious child who will make dua, uh, will make dua for the parent. So, on the one hand, the parent makes the investment. And then there are many of our youth, our youngsters, they can take a lesson from the motivation, the enthusiasm of Zayd himself. Zayd ibn Thabit was self motivated. He was someone who enjoyed learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't regard it as a burden. He understood what he was going to get out of it. The benefits that he was going to de- derive from learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, we also should be motivated, our youth, our youngsters, to acquire the knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can I progress in the field of the deen of Allah? How can I acquire certain skills? Like Zaydi ibn Thabit who learned the uh, Hebrew language. He learned the 
Suriani language, perhaps some of us can learn the Zulu language, so that we can convey the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or we can learn some other language by means of which we will be of benefit to the deen of Allah, or any other skill, or any other way we can benefit the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I started off with inspiration from the time of Sahaba, but even in this day and age, in our localities, in our gatherings, in our, in our masjids, we find that, alhamdulillah, there are youth, there are youngsters who strive and sacrifice. We find in our midst as well, there are so many of our youngsters who acquire the knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah ta'ala take them from progress to progress, inshallah, and take them from strength to strength. He said to me that, Morana, uh, I've, I'm completing my hives today. So I said, oh, where, where did you do your hips? So I said, no, I did it on my own. I did it on my own. So I said that, uh, how? So he said, no, he used some Quran app, and he used to learn, and he used to record himself, and he used to learn, and he made an effort, alhamdulillah. For two years he made an effort. And alhamdulillah, he completed the entire hips of the Quran. So he's a youngster in our midst. His name is Ahmad Muhammadi, Ahmad Nazir Muhammadi. He lives here around the corner. And within two years, alhamdulillah, through the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he completed his year. So he said, I want to come and recite to you in the madrasa. So he came, alhamdulillah, he recited. Alhamdulillah, the recitation was good. Obviously, not leading to an ustad. There will be some tajweed mistakes. There will be some, a few mistakes. Fatha, dhamma, kasra mistakes. Uh, uh, there, were, there were a few like that. But... Other than that, Alhamdulillah, he recited the, uh, the he recited a whole para that day, and thereafter he continued reading two paras, three paras a day at door, coming in the, in, the, in the madrasa. And within a short space, less than a, in a few weeks, over two, three weeks, he completed a whole cycle of door. He completed a whole cycle of door, and then he started another cycle of door. Is finished about almost halfway of that, and together with that. He also learned the translation of the, of, of the ayats of the Qur'an. So you ask him, what does this mean, Ahmad? So he'll t- be able to tell you, that this is the meaning of this particular ayat of the, of the Qur'an Sharif. So, alhamdulillah, he's continuing in the hips class, and he's continuing to do his, 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 his door. But this is an inspiration for our youth, for our youngsters, that if we are motivated, and we strive for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will open up the roads of, of, of guidance for us as well. So, some of the words I asked him, I did a small interview with him, to ask him what, what you think I should tell the youth, tell the youngsters. So one thing he said, must tell them that when they are in this field of knowledge of deen and acquiring knowledge of Quran, don't regard it as work. Don't regard it as work. Enjoy what you are doing. Because you are spending time with the company, in the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are in the, in the, in the, in the presence of the Quran, or the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you should enjoy what, keep in mind why you are doing it. Keep renewing your niyat. Keep renewing your intention that I'm doing it purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And keep renewing the intention. And even if you, even if you don't seem to be progressing, Outwardly, you don't seem to be progressing, but at the end of the day, it's still time spent with the Quran in Majid. Many a times in the hips class, a boy comes and he spent the whole two and a half hours or two hours, his stomach didn't come right, he was across there, 
and he tabak door is across there, the door is across there. So at the end of the day, I'll ask him, you know, I think maybe you, perhaps you wasted your, your time today. So then he might say yes. So I say, no, look, you spent two and a half hours with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no loser with the Quran in Majeed. Whatever time you spent, you spent time with the Quran. There was valuable time. On the day of judgment, when you see the reward of the time that you had spent, even though you didn't know your sabak, even though you didn't know your sabak, you may not achieve the hips of the Quran, but you made an effort. That's, that's, yeah, that's an achievement in itself. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase that youngster in his knowledge of the Quran. May Allah ta'ala give him the proper understanding of the Quran. Give all of us, increase us in our knowledge of the Quran in Majid. Allah ta'ala guide us and use us as a means of guidance for others. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.